Windows Podcast. Welcome, you beautiful bastards, to the Humidus Podcast once more. With me, your Sir Hammer, and the benevolent, the all-knowing, the always so crispy and happy, Steph. And that's it. Hello, Steph. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Today, we're straight to the point. Yo. We're still on the point. We're already on it. We're, yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. Why don't you introduce today's episode? So, today, uh, we're back from a small hiatus. We um, actually took some time to bring our content up on other platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and such. Hopefully, we can get it to iTunes sometime as well. So please make sure to check that out if you prefer to listen to our lovely voices and our highly educated opinions when you are working out, in the car, commuting, anything you like, where you don't because now you don't actually have to watch a video anymore. You can actually listen and close your Amen. phone while doing it as well. So yeah. You don't need to have YouTube pre premium. Yeah. But then anymore. again, so it's a it's a new era. It's a new step up for us, and um, because we know we know that you purchased YouTube Premium to listen to us in the car. You know, <laughs> yeah, we of know course, that. we of know course. you did. I mean, I did. <laughs> I, yeah, so, I actually got it. You know, so yeah, you do. Yeah, I do have it. Okay, I'm, I I think you're the first one I've I, I know that has YouTube Premium. That's interesting. Do you know how fucking nice it is to have YouTube Premium? I can kind it's... of imagine, but I and I just never considered it. Okay, so for me it was like one of my one of my buddies he was like uh you got to you got to buy it. It's insane. And I was like, yeah, just you know, could be able to download YouTube videos and close your phone. Is that worth it? And yeah, it's fucking worth it. Okay, it's so fucking nice to be able to do that. What about ads? Now, yeah, yeah the things. I, I mean, I I download YouTube videos and listen to them when uh, while I'm commuting. What about like ads? Podcast. Are the ads still there? there? Are no, no, there are no ads. Oh, or okay. the in video sponsored bullshit, of course, is there, but. Yeah, yeah, but it the doesn't cut, not. and yeah, okay. All right, no, maybe I'll check it out. Anywho, yeah. <laughs> yeah, over to today's content. So today we're going to introduce a new segment um, from the mm -hmm. indie jungle, where we will mm -hmm. weekly try to um, in between. <laughs> yeah, trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the rides. It's still we'll, we'll have a title by the time this goes up. But anyway, so. Uh, we'll talk about where we'll talk about a indie game, whether old or new, uh, and we'll try and do one title each week because I know Hammer here has like a whole fucking librarium filled with absolute gems. Some of them you might know, some of them you might not, and hopefully you'll discover something new and realize and also like get to know why we enjoy it so much. So today yeah. um, I'm going to talk about a new one that I discovered this day, and I downloaded it like literally three hours before the podcast and fired it up after seeing a video and it's um gunfire reborn so i'll get to that in a second and after that we'll return with the normal nostalgia corner today talking about um kind of like 
it, it's slightly underground title, I guess. Uh, Dark Mystery yeah. of Mind and Magic. It's such an unappreci underappreciated game. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll so look forward to that. And a game that we both... Or was it... I I was the one recommending it to you. I oh, think. no, no, no. Not, not for this one. Did this one I for, No, okay. Okay, you found it. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So then we, uh, we kind of happen upon it uh, independently, I guess. Yeah, this one I found... Um, what was that? Probably when it was still quite new, because it was featured yeah. in, a, in a like a PC magazine. Um, that I think it was like PC Gaming World or something. That one that was published here in Norway a while back, and uh, I mean, it looked so cool and it sounded so cool. And I finally got a hold of the demo. I loved that to death, even though my PC could barely scrape it together at that time. And uh, yeah. later on, yeah, I actually got the full title, and it was so good. Look, yeah, that's later in the podcast. But first, we're gonna do the indie indie segment, uh, and we're gonna have a little intro <laughs> intro jingle. Are you um, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, here it comes from the indie jungle. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, more, oh man. Take it away, Steph. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do I top that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can. That's not oh, possible to just I, I, try to do whatever you know. As you can tell, we pride ourselves on our high production values, <laughs> and uh, this is this is expensive shit. Okay, this is uh, Hollywood-esque style production, hi-fi quality. Oh, yeah. so, uh, anyway, so today, um, like I said, we're going to talk about Gunfire Reborn, which um, is, a, according to Steam, it's an um, adventure-level-based game featured with FPS, roguelite, and RPG elements. And I guess that's a good, good kind of simple summary of it, because it blends kind of a little bit of the looting and the aesthetic from... Well, the aesthetic from Overwatch, or like an Overwatch, mm -hmm. a game similar to Overwatch, like those hero shooters, and like something from Blizzard. But then it also has okay. kind of like the same gameplay, a similar gameplay loop to Risk of Rain. Mm. And like the gunplay also kind of feels like Borderlands, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it is like it's it's an FPS with you start on a level and progress, you know, from level to level or. Uh, yeah, like you run kind of like a gauntlet almost, where you have uh -huh. um, such and such amount of stages, and it ends in a boss fight, and um, you have two heroes to choose from. But at the first, like you start with only one, uh, which mm -hmm. is this cat dude. Everything here is like anthropomorphic animals, in this kind of like yeah. sort of mythical Chinese, sort of steampunky, you know, kind of unique vibe going for it. Yeah. And but it yeah is it it's like a little bit cell shaded or cartoony the graphics right yeah 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 very I'm looking at it here yeah yeah right absolutely and um it's also very simplistic in its design while also looking mm. very appealing and um the good thing about that is that it 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 runs butter smooth even though it's in early access mm. and That's um, important. yeah it is and it's also quite challenging I'd say because it, yeah. 
um i mean so far i mean i only tried it for like two hours so and um it's a roguelike so you have to expect some difficulty but you mm. start off with this one standard weapon which is like um it's sort of like a very heavy revolver and then that one has like neutral damage and infinite ammo so you always have that mm -hmm. one to to fall back on and in addition you have two weapons that you can like two weapon slots and you find okay. weapons like um in the level but you'll only have it for that gauntlet run and uh, okay you yeah. lose it if you die or yeah so every time you start a new run you go back to that revolver and um, right. you have to just pick up stuff as you go along are there like more permanent upgrades though through yeah. like inter in between runs okay yeah so by killing enemies uh and such you earn something called like soul essence which is like you can th that's what you use to progress in a skill tree with with uh mm -hmm. permanent stat upgrades so that's the level of permanence here but then um you can also spend it to like let's say revive once um mm. during a run uh -huh. and, and such and such and then like in the actual run itself, you also have coins, which you use to um, you, you buy either upgrades or weapons or like supplies from vendors that you meet like randomly. Mm -hmm. um, but that's also just for that run. So, of course, that disappears. And also for each room you clear, you will find a chest which has like um, an upgrade that is also particular to that run but then it can mm. either upgrade your special ability your elemental damage towards like a certain element or i mean it caters to, to like a specific kind of play style and they encourage you to mix and match to create like an impromptu build yeah right but elements where where do elements come in is that like magic or do you have elemental damage from the weapon or it's almost directly copied from borderlands so okay. you have like the corrosive equivalent, you have the fire equivalent, you have the shock equivalent. And yeah. just like Borderlands, you have enemies that have shields with a blue, mm -hmm. which is indicated by a blue bar on top of the red one, right? Mm. And yeah. of course, like in Borderlands, they are susceptible to shock weapons. And mm. the same for armor, which is why yellow bar here, such as in Borderlands, and they are mm. susceptible to corrosive, or in this case, poison, right. I think. Yeah. And unarmored and unshielded targets are more vulnerable to fire so that's right. that's how it works it's like exactly the same as borderlands uh but it works i mean um you know they could have they couldn't have cho chosen a more solid system for that in my opinion it works just um works great for its intended purpose yeah so you you would recommend it wholeheartedly oh dude this game is great um <laughs> and you can play it up to four player co-op which uh, yeah. it scales as well and I still haven't tried the other hero, but while the one, yeah. like the first hero, the, the cat guy, I don't remember his name, but yeah. it's some Chinese name. Um, but he, his abilities is shooting at an orb, which kind of locks people in, in place, kind of like mm -hmm. uh, the Siren from Borderlands 2, I believe. And then they take more damage uh, from gunfire and such and such. Mm. And then you have like grenades that can also be upgraded. Um, and then the other, the dog character mm -hmm. has the essentially the Gunzerker ability from Borderlands right. 2. So you can dual right. wield weapons instead of switching between. I understand. Okay, and they're they're probably going to introduce like a, a larger ensemble of, of characters. 
when yeah. it launches. Uh, hopefully, yeah. And the the only thing that I'm a little bit worried about is that are they gonna do microtransactions for this? Because as of as of recording, there's no microtransactions at all. It's just no. you pay eight dollars ish, and that's it. You have the whole game like as it is. But, but what do you reckon? Is it is the game like designed for for microtransactions, or do you think it's like more grindy and? It's definitely grindy. So I think that's gonna, yeah. um, as it is now, the, the, you cannot max this game out in one day. That's for sure. It's gonna take you a no. long time, uh, which yeah, is good. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying that that is not like excluding microtransactions. In no, future, no, no. But but you can also kind of infer what they're going for. You know, sometimes there are like some some item itemization or something that gives away that little. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're probably gonna unlock this. You know, behind something. I mean, I could see a potential for where they could, that where they could introduce microtransactions, which is like mm -hmm. as of right now, since the game is very new. I think it launched on May twenty second into early access, and yeah, there's only 23rd. two. Yeah, there's only two heroes, but it's up to four playable, uh, or like playable by up to four people. Yeah. So, and there's no, as far as I know, there's no skins. It's just no. the default skins. Maybe it changes like slightly color when you have. Other players there. I haven't tried that right, yet, right. but there's no like. Um, I mean, you can easily introduce cosmetics here, you know, and mm -hmm. and maybe additional characters like the battle pass that they did in Apex. I'm not trying to give them ideas. I hope they, they just introduce it so it's just grind <laughs> grindable, because yeah. the current the current Ooh, character, yeah. the dog, uh, the dog guy is actually just maybe you grind for a few hours and you have him. Um, okay. He unlocks okay. at like level thirty or something. So it does seem really promising. And yeah. It, yeah. It looks great. Um, it's really, really cheap. So if you guys want to just pick it up, it's still in early access. And like you said, Steph, it's really playable. No, you know, game breaking bugs or crashes that you've experienced. No, um, I haven't had any trouble with it so far. It runs really smooth. I mean, of course, there, there's some balancing issues, I think. Because um, I've seen some gameplay of the people using the dog character with the gun zerking, so to speak, the mm. dual wielding and stuff. And yeah. there, there's some stuff you can do with that that, that looks kind of broken. Uh, yeah, right. Other times, there are some severe difficulty spikes, and this I, I uh, like experienced myself as well. But I guess that's also playing into the whole randomized roguelite element. Like, sometimes you just yeah. get fucked by RNG. That's yeah. That that can be the case. You know, you have to when it's random. You can't really balance it one hundred percent. So sometimes when you're lucky, you just fucking own. You know. Yeah. So it's gonna be interesting to see how the development goes. Uh, but I just feel like this game deserves a lot of attention. And you know, I because I I literally hadn't heard about it until G Man Lives put up the video just before. And uh, yeah. And it then. I yeah. mean, it's rated overwhelmingly positive on Steam, like 712 reviews. Yeah, and it launched one week ago. Like, it's that's pretty. That's pretty good. Yeah, and um, it's a good start. Yeah, because I think he also posted his review on Steam uh, in the comments here as well. Oh, so that also helped nice. bring some attention to it, as far as I know. Yeah, yeah, probably did. It probably really pushed it. So in any case, eight dollars or yeah, it should be around there, and and maybe it's ten dollars. I'm not sure what it is in 
USD, but it's not a big investment. So if you're itching for something to play, as you probably do in these pandemic times, I'd say go for this one. It looks it looks really promising, and, and I really like yeah, it so cool. far. Yeah, it looks really nice. So um, that's it for the the like indie game segment of today. Um, we're we're hoping to continue this uh, doing it maybe every episode. I don't know. What do you think, staff? Should we do it every every episode? Um, either that or we do once per week where we kind of go more in depth because this one i haven't tried that much yet but if we go no. from your library you i'm sure you have a lot of <laughs> stories for each of the games right so it would yeah. be fun to kind of have this kind of um but we can play this though and kind of update you guys if you want to yeah 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 we can bring you some from stories from the battlefield later later on um uh, some co-op stories like we like when we played green hell <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> Yeah, and died. Uh, yeah, so let's go on to the next segment. Pause for which is nostalgia corner. Pause for so the we need people. pause for the, for the jingle. Okay, and that's jingle, right? You can find that right. Yeah. Okay, so three, two, one. Okay, so Dark Messiah of Might and Magic. What a game. What a, yeah, what a, <laughs> that's really an, an unpolished diamond or gem, if you will. I mean, heavy emphasis on the unpolished here because the game is also horribly broken. <laughs> but it's... Yeah, it is. But it's really, really fun to mm. play. And it was like a game that you just, yeah, this looks cool. And it really, really took you by surprise. You know, it was so, you could do so much in the game um <laughs> so let's uh let's just uh lay down the the premise of the game it's called yeah. dark messiah of might and magic it is a game in the might and magic series uh i wouldn't say that it's really it's not really story dependent or dependent upon any of the other kind of games at all not at all uh, it's like it's orcs and wizards and yeah it's not really really uh, might and magic you don't get you know that special might and magic feel uh i don't feel at all because it's like a, a more like a first person shooter game yeah or yeah um, with like heavy emphasis on rpg elements of course and melee melee combat yeah, and melee yeah and you know it's like uh it's a first person without the sh shooting exclusivity <laughs> because you have a lot of options for for kind of dealing with your enemies here yeah um, it's uh it's kind of like how you would i think this was one of the pioneers um or like one of those first games that really nailed a good first person melee combat system yeah yeah it was it was a little bit clunky though but it was it was cool it was so cool yeah and it was yeah, a lot cool. of fun yeah you had so many possibilities and you know, you could really brawl it out or you could trick your enemies, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it was a Source Engine game. Uh, yeah. So so you get the familiar kind of Source Engine look. Um, but it was really, really high polish uh, in the graphics department, I, oh, yeah. I think, for the time. So it was 
especially the lighting and stuff like that was really, really good. Some of it arguably holds up today, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, totally. You could you could still play this game and feel you would feel like okay, this is an old game, but but you could totally kind of enjoy the what what it has to offer. I feel. Oh yeah. Um, and it was it was uh, Arcane Studios who made it, and they are also responsible for the uh, Dishonored series. Yep. Which also has pretty good melee combat, and you can yeah. really feel that you, you can really feel the similarities between the two. So, yeah, like uh, Dishonored is like a very much more refined, uh, but very very similar experience to Dark Messiah. Yeah, because like Dark Maybe Messiah, you can you can be very creative with how you approach situations. Yeah, and that's what I loved about Dark Messiah as well. I mean, just the fact that like you have this okay so for those of you who played assassin's creed odyssey you remember how cool the spartan kick was that's probably the most used ability in the entire game hilarious ability um but dark messiah also has a spartan kick and you can at any time just press f and you kick and if you hit your enemy unaware you can kick them into spike traps off cliffs into other like hazards where like you know breaks pillars so they get squashed by geometry you can push them mm -hmm. into any kind of traps it's so fucking hilarious it's it's, and it's yeah that's a fucking leonidas kick that one is you know it's really powerful <laughs> they go <laughs> yeah. flying it's a little the physics are a little bit i you know off but that's that's the part of the fun in yeah, this it's, game it's off in the best way i mean it's the yeah, score right yeah it's the same it, one you get in Half-Life 2, I believe, the the mm, as well. Yeah, I think it's it's the same. And uh, you know, the so you so the premise of the game, you walk around, progress the story, uh you're you're a wizard's apprentice, basically. Uh you use spells, you use ranged weapons like bows and uh magic. And you yeah. You can combine and you know do all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, but the thing, yeah, the thing is that it, the, the the one the point Steph kind of alluded to here is that you can choose a lot of different ways to kill your enemies and dispose of them, which is not necessarily you know kind of hack and slashing through them. Uh, you can be very creative. There are a lot of um, environmental hazards that you can activate, and you you can. Utilize spells, you know, electric, electrify water. Uh, oh yeah, you can you can use fire magic and or fire weapons on on like uh, lantern oil or you know oil barrels or something like that, and they explode and burn. And, and you can freeze a patch on the ground when they come running at you, and then they <laughs> face plant. That it that that never gets old. So you can. Kind of like a sub-zero Mortal Kombat uh, kind of type of thing, you know. You can make a little patch of, of ice on the ground, and and your enemies will <laughs> slide. Yeah, exactly. And they can fall off cliffs. They can fall to to their death in like a bottomless pit or something. It's a it's lot really, of fun. Really, yeah, it's really and they're they, they were so creative, even though it's a bit clunky. You know, you need to get the feel of it to perfect kind of. And you never really know if you're gonna get it, you know. Sometimes yeah. the enemies are—they just run past the patch of ice that you place so meticulously. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's really—it's actually a really hard game as well. Uh, you can really get your ass handed to you. 
especially by the orcs. Yeah, the orcs, they're so tough. And, you know, it's like, um, since the game is a little bit clunky and these are hard enemies, if you kind of mismanage a little bit and then, you know, you're a little bit unlucky with kind of the, the way the engine works, then you can get your ass really handed to you. True. But um, then again, it's so easy to kind of exploit the system. You know, for, for instance, a good way to exploit the system is to light a dead enemy on fire. Yeah. And like using like a roadblock, <laughs> which is <laughs> hilarious. And you can also use telekinetic abilities, you know, magic to lift up objects and you can yeah. lift up, you know, enemies and throw them at other enemies. And yeah, hilarity ensues. Yeah, I mean, um, I think this game also it, it encourages you to to exploit it as well because especially when the orcs are introduced they they come in like packs so there's always like almost always more than one and they are quite overpowering you can take down like one or two at a time maybe if you pick your shots and you you know you're good at the system but you're you're gonna be at a disadvantage because you're not like all powerful so you're no. supposed to kind of like be crafty and just like trick your enemies like kick them off ledges be a little bit cheap about it fight dirty and yeah. there's so many obvious traps they put there like hey you see this stack of barrels up on this platform with a boarded up kind of like pillar that you see has been repaired you yeah. might want to <laughs> kick them into this and then you do and it breaks and they just like get squashed by the by the barrels or whatever object is up there it, it's so good it's so funny yeah, I think that, that that kind of game design is a little bit unique uh, to that genre, right? It's like you have so many possibilities. Even if you don't use that that little, you know, setup trap for the enemy, you can still create your own little trap, you know. You can, like I said, bar make yourself a barricade of burning corpses and stand behind and kind of try to you know, uh, push push the enemy out of a cliff or something from that from that vantage, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Kind of steer them towards the cliff with the burning barricade and then push them off or kick them off. And the, the game is, re is really good at kind of motivating or, or encouraging that kind of play style. Um, yeah. Which is really, really unique almost, I feel. Uh, I think that some games did this well um in the you know after dark messiah but i think they were really really early on with the with a large amount of creative creativity definitely and and also the, the fact that it was a melee first person mm -hmm. game um like the the combination the the package you get here is unique i feel and um the you know the story isn't really that important in it i feel it's like no no it's not it's it, not really gonna win any prizes yeah it's, i mean you you kind of get these it's okay yeah it's it's like a standard kind of slightly dark fantasy in the might of magic universe not the old universe but the one that is like after ubisoft uh got a yeah. hold of the license so it's more like if you ever played heroes 5 and the orcs there those are the orcs you'll meet in this game essentially and, yeah, and the yeah. cyclops and everything yeah, that's right. I never thought about that. That's right. It's the same kind of aesthetic. Yeah. New York's. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you'll essentially be fighting Heroes 5 units up close 
for the entirety of the game. And um, but it also does have some. It's kind of like an excuse for you to go to a lot of different locales and and face different types of fantasy enemies. Uh, but it's done really well. I think the enemy variety as well is pretty fun. You never know what to expect. Sometimes you'll meet highly trained combat gimps, you know, those fucking goblins, and they can yeah. mess you up. Uh, other times you'll meet... There, there's this... Like, I first played this, I think, back in 2007 or something, and, like, I'm not a fan of spiders. I can usually deal with them in games, but the spiders in this game... Fuck me. They are so disgusting. Oh, like they're, they're horrible, so yeah. disgusting. And they the place you f- you fight them is like well, eventually you get this cavern, but at first you're in this like ruins. You go underground and there's these there there are these like um holes in both the roof and the ground and stuff down to different levels and they can just like crawl like suddenly up there or like from above and into your corridor and everything. And the way they mm. do it, they just oh, it's so fucking disgusting. Not good for your arachnophobia, that. <laughs> no. So yeah, if oh, you're yeah. if you're arachnophobic, I recommend just find a <laughs> like like for real though. <laughs> Farming sim or something. <laughs> yeah, just 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 or or just find a level skip console command. It's it's a source game, yeah. so it's easy to it's find those game. console commands. I mean, that's there. There are a lot of funny commands you can use also in this game. Yeah. <laughs> that's- that's like when you when you finish the normal playthrough, you can do like a clowny, more amped playthrough with no gravity and perfect. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, not to mention, there is this thing where uh, I mean, there are RPG elements here, like you said, um, uh, and like you you have skill trees, right? So you have no. you can boost your skills in archery, stealth um melee and magic but yeah it's like it's like combat uh magic and misc basically yeah yeah, yeah. three categories you can like choose from and uh but but they're not balanced well at all yeah i remember i spec like i spec like some archery or something or stealth because because I played as a rogue in World of Warcraft or something like that, <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, yeah, okay, I'll try like a stealthy character, and that you know the system was not really equipped for that, so you you were spotted really easily, or you never knew why you were spotted. Uh, but um, but I think the sniping with the bow was really good. Yeah, I think that I I can remember that, and um, the. Other thing here uh, that's not very balanced is magic because magic is a lot of fun and you have a lot of different interesting spells like we talked about earlier so you can interact with Mm. the environment a lot but the thing is the amount of mana you have is so low so you can cast like maybe one fireball every two months (laughs) it's Mm. like yeah it's really like that and you have to kind of like run and hide yeah, to regain that because the 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 mana bar is automatically refilling. Yeah, you can use potions, but yeah, but you have to chug them, and you and they're they're not infinite. So no, it's no, it's like yeah. So mostly you'll be doing a lot of melee combat. To put it that way, you cannot yeah. do like a pure magic build or a pure archery like these kind of things. No, if you're hoping no, no, for no. that, 
Um, That's but, what I tried, and it didn't work. Yeah, but you can mix and match them and kind of emphasize a little bit more on one or the other. Uh, but you'll have to do a lot of melee. Um, but I did realize, to like a small counter to your point about stealth not working, is that yeah. if uh, at least when you get a few points into it, uh, into stealth and such, and if you get the um, because there's items in this game as well, like that you can pick up equipment, like uh, different armor sets and different weapons that you can find, and some of them are off the beaten path. Uh, but if you get the assassin suit, I think it's called, mm. it gives you like these uh, some benefits that makes you almost invisible when you're in the shadows. So you can yeah, like right. they won't see you at all unless they walk straight into you. <laughs> like immersion breakingly stealthy yeah but in a good like, way because it makes it very viable as a as a build because and you use yeah. daggers but i think that yeah i think that this game you don't really care about that you know sometimes yeah. you really do care that if you're standing like one meter behind like a small crate and they're like hmm i wonder what that sound was you know and they <laughs> <Yeah>. don't <laughs> they can't like turn their head and see this giant fucking wizard yeah <laughs> crafting behind a small crate or as but, they say in, uh, in the game with the voice acting, he's like, yeah, who's there? Yeah, that's more like, <laughs> like <the voice> acting. <laughs> but, but uh, I think that this game really, you don't really care about that because you're more there to have fun and the challenge oh, yeah. comes in the combat. So when you're eventually discovered, which you, you will be discovered when you pop you, you know, the first two or three stealth kills. Oh yeah. Then the hard times. Are coming and you need to kind of so it balances out it's not like overpowered even though we have like this amazingly good stealth suit yeah but you can still play as a rogue in the sense that if you're also like i mean it's perfectly viable to use the daggers for example uh yeah, you hide yeah. some in stealth you pick up some enemies in stealth yeah and then you just pop out with the daggers and finish the rest off you can do that yeah. Um, but you can't just sneak up on everybody and kill, take out everybody stealthily. I think, uh, of course, no. maybe the, I say so, and somebody has done it. But of course, somebody. It's done not it. very easy, and it's not like it's. Not. it's and you, you do get to like corridors where there are a heap of enemies, you know, yeah. where it's like it's you you kind of get what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to use like a very clever spell or something to kill a lot of them, mm -hmm. or maybe like a, an environmental hazard. And in those kind of situations, you really can't stealth through uh, easily. You know, that's true. And but but the thing is, like this game is still very good at making you feel like a badass. If you mm -hmm. nail an encounter with some enemies, you just like fuck them up. You just perfectly on the fly adapt and like push them into environmental hazards. Take out one after the other. Everything flows so smoothly. You feel really good mm. afterwards. It's it nails that. I love that part of it. it. Yeah, I that's what I really, really loved about this game. You feel so fucking powerful when you yeah. kill someone. Yeah, <laughs> and, oh, yeah. it's, and it's it's quite brutal as well. Uh but I think there's like an, an adrenaline meter yeah. that fills uh when you fight. And when you get it to like maximum capacity, you can have like a a rage activate, you know. Yeah, it's like for, an instant finisher. Yeah. Yeah. You'll you'll and you can use that on like spells and and melee weapons and yeah I think whatever you want every weapon or every weapon type in the game and every spell has its own finisher I think yeah which is fun like for example I remember the 
the the the swords will like chop off limbs like chop off arms or heads and yeah. it's slow motion yeah. and it's like it's really cool and but the spells really also cool. yeah they're the, really powerful yeah like for example that kinesis normally you would only be able to lift objects but if you have the adrenaline full you can just pick up an, a, a living enemy and just like fucking yeah. fling him outside the map <laughs> it's so yeah, that's funny right. And you feel so powerful when you do that. Yeah. And also the the electrocution or the, the lightning spell. Mm. It's like fucking Palpatine yeah. magic, you know? Exactly. <laughs> like being, you know, barbecuing up some orcs. And, and it's kind of funny to explore with the different items or like the different spells and weapons to see what they do when you get that. Because, for example, what I didn't know is that there's this spell called Weaken, which uh, makes... Um, enemies weaker, obviously, but it makes them like you know take more damage and also hit for less. But yeah. if you use weaken on them when your adrenaline is full, you shrink them, <laughs> so they become like tiny Seriously? and they run around with like this these uh, distorted voices. And if you step too close to them, you automatically crush them under your boot. <laughs> they splat. Oh my god! I never, I never did that. Yeah, it was so funny. I just discovered it purely on accident. It was fucking funny. So these things, it's fun to discover, you know? Combat is really yeah. fun. I think that they nailed it with that freedom, you know, and, and the variety really gives the game a um, kind of a replayable side to it, you know? Oh, yeah. You can experiment and, and have fun. And even today, like you said, uh, even though, you know, these are this is an old game, it's still viable and you can still have a great time playing it. I think. Oh, yeah. And it's on Steam. I'm looking at it right now. Um, it's like five or six dollars as of speaking. So, Jesus, that's that's yeah, it's low. But yeah, and it's it's really worth trying, um, especially if you like the if you try Dishonored and you like the gameplay there. You're gonna appreciate this. Like you, you kind of know what you're getting into here as well because it's a high fantasy, cheesy but really fun balls to the walls version of Dishonored with less stealth and less gloom. Yeah. Yeah, that that's what I was alluding to earlier. It's you can really I never thought about that, but you can really feel how Dishonored is like, you know, an uh des, des, desolation of this game. Uh mm -hmm. they've taken like some elements that work really well and just refined them. Yeah. And kind of defined the role of the protagonist a little bit more like He's, you know, really stealthy and stuff like that. But, but you can really f feel where they. This was like the the experiment that resulted in dishonored. You know, yeah. dishonored. Yeah. And um, I mean, even the one of the first swords you find in this game, in Dark Messiah, is like a mm -hmm. short sword, and it reminds a lot of Corvo's knife in in Dishonored, like a yeah, sort of like a yeah. very long knife for a short sword kind of thing where. You can deflect and you can cut with it. And it's very similar uh, mm. how it handles, and you'll you'll feel right at home. Mm, I want to play Dishonored. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll get back. I never played the second one, so I need to get on that one. As no, well. neither did I. I hear it's good and it's hella cheap, like all the time. It's always on sale, and I think I got it for oh, free on PS4. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, was it? How, how long was that? The release of that? Not that long ago. Hello? Um, let me see. Dishonored oh, should be a couple of years ago, maybe. 
Yeah. You see, it's not so cheap right now. I see, but um, on PS4, it was free with PS Plus. It came out 2016. 2016. Jesus, that's four years. Well, it doesn't feel okay. like four years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah. We, uh, we, we inspire ourselves. That's good. Oh, yeah. So, um, anyway, like TLDR for this game, hella good. It's a really yeah. underrated game, and I'd say, I mean, there's really no excuse. Pick it up, try it, enjoy it, and indulge in your sadistic tendencies. Yeah, that because this this game, if you like to be a little bit of a sadist, you know, torture your enemies and blow them up with magic, this is the game for you. Um, yeah, so Steph. What have you been up to lately? Why why did you or why have we been postponing making episodes this, this uh, last week? Well, to be honest, uh, for my case, one was that we spent some time getting it on other platforms. Yeah, but um, you've been doing you've been doing some work. Yeah, well, and uh, well. Now it is available on others. Uh, I'll need, I need to get into the iTunes thing more. Um, but for otherwise, it's more like the place I work in is quite seasonal. And because mm. everybody is doing a domestic vacation this year, it's, mm -hmm. it's um, how to say, it's so crowded where I work right now. Yeah, because it's a very popular area for cabin owners. Oh, fuck yeah and it's it's there's so many and this is the thing you would think that people still worried a little bit about social distancing but no if you're in vacation mode like social distancing just go fuck all like yeah nobody cares if anyone has had the rona in my store on the times when i've worked the past like week and a half then that means I'll also get the Rona for sure because people mm. will step like literally 30 centimeters from your face and ask you questions. They would come with the receipts and be like, Hey, take a look at this. And they'll come like right up in your face. So you have to like take a deliberate step back and like, Hey, stretch out your arm. Like, how about I, you give it here. I'll take a look at it myself so we can keep the distance. And it's like, Oh, <laughs> you know, it's just like, Oh, we're happy. We can do vacations now. Fuck social distancing. What's that? So I'm, I'm really yeah, worried I mean, that we're going to have a resurgence, you know? I think I think we're going to have a small resurgence. I mean, people are... It's like that in Norway. Everywhere, I feel people are just acting like the coronavirus was, you know, a thing of the past or... Yeah. Just something they heard of once, you know? Yeah, and uh, it, it just seems like, all right, we cannot travel. Uh, and, of course, a lot of jobs are still not or like companies are still not up and running again um but uh in, in terms of like socializing and these things it seems like it's just people are like all right they let loose a little bit on the regulations so now there's no regulation <laughs> mm, i don't know it's uh it's actually a little bit scary uh to see how like that development but i think that people are just they're just so and tired and sick of hearing of like coronavirus news and you know and when 
the kind of restrictions were lifted a little bit, they were, you know, kind of falling very, very neatly back into the, the their old pattern of behavior. Yeah. They're like, okay, it's over now. So now we just, we're just ourselves again. Exactly. And it's worrying. But yeah, it is worrying. But luckily, we haven't seen any kind of spike in case numbers yet. Yeah. Knock on so, wood. Yeah, knock on wood. I mean, we've been exceptionally lucky in Norway, I think, with the corona situation. Yeah. Uh, largely, we do. But I mean, of course, we have a low population density and we have. Mm. Uh, well, a low population as well. I mean, like, essentially, mm -hmm. we are, what are we now? Seven million? Yeah, and very, very geographically separated as well. Not only is the density low, but it's physically separated from, like, by mountains and yeah. large kind of obstacles in nature. I mean, if you imagine we have a similar size of country as Japan, but they have like what 120 million and we have seven <laughs> so yeah. very few people spread over a lot of land so that helps of course mm. but still seeing how it is in the store i work at these days i'm i'm still worried and i'm trying to yeah. take all the precautions i can but it's scary man it's it, you can't avoid it yeah, I mean, you can't avoid it, but you can see, like in the United States right now, because of the riots and stuff like, and the political situation. I mean, they're not talking about Corona, <laughs> like no, it's uh, but it's still really ravaging the country, you know, and it still has a large effect. Yeah, true. But it's not in the news anymore. How about your workplace, though? Yeah, we're we're still uh, we're almost back to normal we can do like um all the the regular types of treatment mm. uh, on the patients but we still have to use like a very strict um hygiene regime we need to use a visor and two types of um of like mouth visors or shields whatever they're called in english yeah do you know what that's called uh i don't really know what it's what it's called uh but it's uh, you know the what come on steph what is that called we need to know that because come on uh, what is it called like uh just a face mask face mask yeah okay so face mask that's a good so we need to we need to use a double face mask yeah um and which uh, one of them has to be like the the N3 or whatever it's called. M3, it's like yeah. A, yeah, it's the most kind of impermeable one. Mm -hmm. um, and then you use like a regular one on top of that and then a visor, like a plastic, really large one. Uh, but we are exempt from using like uh, it, we had to use uh, large kind of coat that you know the, the surgical coat ah i see but i see we can use like regular clinical clothes now which we do you know wash on like 100 degrees yeah every day so it's like it's not really spreading the disease i guess if you can avoid touching your clothes while you're treating the patients 
But how many days a week do you work these days? Mm, I do work a full week, but it's like it's not, you know, filled up. Yeah. But it could be, you know, like that uh, in regular times as well. Mm. Not all days are full. Some sometimes you work, you sometimes you work like uh, from eight to like five, and sometimes you work from eight to three. It's you never know. It's like, yeah. Sometimes the patients arrive and sometimes they don't. So then you drink some coffee and you don't make any money. Yeah, exactly. Oh boy, <laughs> that's how it how it is. But yeah, it's it's basically back to normal except from all the stuff we have to wear. It's actually quite you know, uh, it's quite hard to have to um, treat patients with all that gear because I do use uh, loops as well, which yeah. is like a type of uh glasses with the uh, you know and, and sights enlarged or optic focus yeah um and it has light on them as well and with all this gear it really makes your head heavy you know yeah it's yeah your, it strains your neck strains your shoulders to work like that but what are you gonna do it's back in covid yeah fucking covid well, in any case, um, for you one and a half listeners out there, we hope you're still mm. staying healthy, and um, let's hope that this is. Um, let's hope we don't have to deal with this shit for too much longer. So, let's hope it goes away. But in the meantime, any try the games. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Try the up. games and stay humid. Stay dank. <laughs>